afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkey Wrestling Podcast. No worries. We are live. Uh, welcome back. We are here on Twitch uh, live with you. Welcome back to the Bald Monkeys podcast. Welcome to day 12 of our 12 days of streaming. I'm exhausted. Thankfully, big baby Jimmy helped me out. I am here. Christopher with you. Captain Chuckles is here. Hey, Captain. Happy New Year to you. And our very special guest, one of our very good friends, the CEO of Action Wrestling, Matt Griffin. Matt, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Let me let me put it that way. Thanks for having me back. How are you? We are good. We are like I said, we are tired. It's been uh, it's been a busy twelve days uh, raising for. I've been busy raising <laughs> for 12, 12 indie wrestlers. Um, as you can see, if you look below us on the Twitch stream right now, you see our goal is not there yet. It's not there yet. So we're gonna we're gonna push we're gonna push tonight and see what we can do. But I'm making the announcement ahead of our conversation right now. The 12 days has turned into more than 12 days. Um, the Bald Monkeys are pledging that we will not stop raising money for indie wrestlers and the indie wrestlers that we promised that we we're gonna raise money for. So we are gonna commit to the money that we've saved so far pass that along to the first uh, few wrestlers and then continue raising until we hit the goal. That is uh, our pledge to indie wrestling and the fact that we're going to continue to support indie wrestling because we don't make any money doing this. And most indie wrestlers don't make much money doing what they're doing. So we're we're trying to help them out. (laughs) Well, on behalf of independent wrestling, I will say thank you guys for all your efforts and everything to, uh, to, to help, you know, push wrestlers so that they can push themselves, promote their products and their shows world of independent wrestling thank you so much for everything you guys are doing i promise it's appreciated even if you don't hear that oh no we we hear it a lot we we i think that's why we we uh we love doing what we do for indie wrestling and i know captain will echo this when we started it wasn't going to be indie wrestling but the appreciation that not only the wrestlers but the fans and everyone involved in indie wrestling shows us it's it's a no-brainer for us to continue helping out indie wrestling as much as we can. Good. I I love the fact that you have wrestlers who you know they go to a school and they they get out there and they do their you know their first round of having peaks on their independent shows and then they get to a point where even if they don't sign a contract they can make real money or you know there's lots of independent wrestlers who do this with full-time living whether it's you know selling they're making a lot of money from merchandising getting booked and and they can do that on an independent level without having a full-time contract to me that's a uh, that's a huge deal so thank Mm -hmm. you for helping take steps where more and more wrestlers can do that and make that jump to supporting themselves and just full-time oh 
can't hear Matt. I'm going to turn the audio up real quick. There we go. Thanks, Val. Thanks, Val. Val is Val is <laughs> our 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 technical support person. Ben we Al. should be on point now. I'm, uh, I'm just looking at a Zoom screen, so I have no idea what's happening on Twitch. At lots, tons. There's thousands of people right now watching. Thousands. I'm a draw. Confirmed draw. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, we're gonna test your memory, but what I really want to do. <laughs> oh, we might be in trouble. I'm gonna lose. I'm just gonna bet against myself at that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we were in the green room before talking to Matt, and 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 it is it's it's hard to remember as many different matches as you put on in a full year even in a shortened year so we're not gonna we're not gonna fake out matt and try to trick him we're basically gonna come in here and, and we're gonna try to reminisce about 2020 because it was weird matt because i didn't get to interview you the first time through and i went back and rewatched that interview and i remember it being a little somber like there there was some sadness in that interview because i feel like you didn't know what was next you didn't know what 2020 was going to hold because it was around the corner was nothing. Nothing was planned. Nothing could be planned. So it was kind of the unknown for you. And I want to kind of take us back to that point. And what, what motivate, we talk about motivation all the time. What motivated you to push through that and to get to where we are today, which we'll get to later in our conversation. Um, I mean, to me personally, the fact that I, I just I just enjoy what I'm doing, and everybody uh, everybody says that, but a lot of people are saying that and making real money at this. Uh, it's pretty much known that with uh, action wrestling, I donate a lot of my profits and basically all my profits to different nonprofit charities and school groups. Um, it's become a lot harder with that because. Well, none of my costs go away. I still have the same, you know, I still have to pay for insurance. I still have to pay for, you know, the building, the ring when I run a show. But the profit margins have gone down enormously. I haven't taken a loss on any shows. Um, we've been in the black still every every show, but it's, it's a lot different because when I pay a, a certain uh, tax to the town, it's costing the same as it was last year, regardless of the fact that we're bringing in a lot, a lot less money. But what's kept me going is that this is my passion product project. Um, after I re after I quit as a, you can't really retire in independent <laughs> wrestling because nobody believes it. And second of all, unless you are full time making an income, you can't really retire from a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I took a number of years off, and when I came back um, to run wrestling, it was because I wanted to be here. I had some very specific goals that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to make it possible to build a pipeline out of Georgia for uh, in the Southeast for wrestlers to be able to gain more prominence on a national level. I never wanted to be the biggest thing in Georgia. Um, so that was never my goal. Um, I wanted to push wrestlers to a different level and I wanted to have a, I wanted to run shows that were um, relevant on a national level. Um, so that was, I mean, that was my driving factor is that this is it action wrestling is best described as my personal passion project. I do this because I want to. And the second, I really don't want to do shows or I decide I'm done putting up with it. Um, I'm basically done. Mm -hmm. I will have 
uh, an Irish goodbye, I think I used that term right, and just kind of uh, shut the doors and no more, more bookings will come. That's what I did with my uh, with my career in wrestling as I just stopped taking bookings. I stopped, uh, I stopped doing it. And that was pretty much my driving force. Um, mm -hmm. I will be honest. It was very selfish. I wanted to get back in it because I wanted to do it. But by accomplishing my goals that I want to, uh, that I set for myself, it propels wrestlers in the Southeast to different heights. Um, in the two and a half years we've been going, I think we've had, a lot of wrestlers that we've put out there. Uh, I hear feedback that, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily going to promote, but I know that certain things we've done have had a big impact on the wrestling world. And I would say a good 90 to 95% of that is because of independent wrestling TV. Being mm -hmm. on IWTV since our first show has been such a huge deal. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I I did the first interview with you, Matt, that we had back in um, May or June or 18, something. 18 years ago, back this spring. <laughs> in and it, it was me, it, it was me and the boss. And I, I remember, I don't know if it was myself or him, but, you know, we did ask you, you know, what's next? Do you know if you're coming back? And you know, exactly what Chris said, like, there was so much unknown. And like, I think Chris and I even talked after it aired. And, and I was like, man, it, it, it doesn't sound like Matt has given up. But it there's just so much that is, who knows what's going to happen. And up, up to that point, action only had two events starting in, t in 2020, I believe, if, if our crack, crack research team uh, are, are correct. But, but after that, you crack know, once, right. yeah, crack is right. <laughs> <laughs> but once you guys came back, uh, you guys put out nine events between September and December, which is awesome, not just for action, but for every single wrestler that you've had on those shows and it shows your passion and their passion you know from from the start of uh, from the start of one of your shows to the end i mean it just it, it goes and mm -hmm. the shows are very 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 good and i mean with the way with how many people are there and you know just like you said you're you're still in the black but it's not as it's it's not where it was before to get the names and to get the shows that you guys have put on is a testament to your love for wrestling and i thank you i know christopher thanks you all of us thank you for continuing to push forward to do that well thank you it's it's a it's a lot of fun i get to promote uh, shows in my hometown the building is literally four minutes from my house easy uh, commute. It is a very easy commute. <laughs> I, I often will set up set up some at the building, go home and get prepped and take a shower and then go back. Um, it's it's very easy. I, I love to be able to do this. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that it's a different dimension. I wrestled for years and now as a promoter, I basically felt two and a half years ago when I started like I was starting brand new. So I have a lot to prove. I've been in the wrestling business, you know, I started 22 years ago, but 
I've been a promoter for, you know, one-tenth of that time. So, you know, I still have a lot of things to learn. Uh, there's lots of good promoters who've, um, who who I talk to and communicate with, who I pick up things from. Um, Black Label Pro, my friend Mikey Blanton, I, I learned something, uh, you know, just offhand. And I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. And I started doing it. And it, it helped my, sh my shows go even smoother. It was such a, it was, a, a, it was something very small. Um, other promoters, I, you know, I, I, I pick up stuff from. Um, I don't know, it's a very, it's a very weird time. Obviously, wrestling is not nearly the most important thing going on. This is a pandemic. It's, an, it's a, a gigantic national tragedy going on right now. But I'm proud that you know, in the state of Georgia, there's there's shows that are going on with hundreds of people. They don't mandate masks, and they can say whatever they want about social distancing, but that's not happening. Um, you know, Chris, you've been to to my shows. Uh, masks are mandatory. Um, we have uh, temperature checks. Uh, we socially distance the chairs. I put out every chair and arrange them all myself so that they can yes. be, uh, you know, groups can be separate from each other and. Um, we try to be as safe as we possibly can. I yep. feel safer at one of my shows because everybody's masked and I can make everyone wear a mask than I do, you know, going to the grocery store sometimes. Yep. Because if you see somebody yeah, without a mask in a public spot, you don't know what else they're doing, who else they're around. At my shows, I make it really easy. Everybody has to wear a mask. Um, so we just, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that regard that we're able to do shows. I, I feel that we're doing them fairly safely. It's I, not, it's not the same atmosphere as in February when we had our 2,500 versus hair show. We had 250 people in the building. That was a sellout for us. We had a lot of uh, extra people there too. So we were, we were very full and that was a totally different atmosphere for a Matt Sells entrance than it is with from the 35 fans. I still think the wrestling, the in-ring is as good, but it's not going to be received the same. But that's just the world we're dealing with. I'm not willing to compromise on on safety. And I'm not willing to go ahead and try to put, you know, a hundred plus fans in a building so that I can just make more money. That's yeah. I'm not interested in doing that. Yeah. And I think I think that you see the the most of the top level promotions are trying to be as safe as they possibly can. Yeah, I agree with that. And you, you got, you guys are going above and beyond. I mean, you, you say wearing masks, it's not even just wearing masks during the show It's wearing masks before the show, after the show, during the show, everyone has a mask at all times. And I appreciate that. Uh, being able to bring family to it. I appreciate that. I mean, you're doing a great job, Matt, but I do want to go. You, you and you can talk about it because you've been to shows and you've been to shows beforehand. Yep. You see, uh, like last show, we had it, we had a, an extremely quick setup time. And everybody before the show, I didn't have to go around asking wrestlers to wear masks. I have extra masks that I bring to shows and I don't have to hand them out because people bring them. Yep. They wear them. It's not something where I, I, I've not yet, thankfully, been put into a position where I have to be a jerk about it. I easily would be. Everybody buys a ticket knowing what it's gonna what's gonna be. Oh, I absolutely would be a a jerk 
you know, and, and no say I'm Matt. to their credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just heard you say I absolutely would be a Matt. That's that's what I, I heard. I absolutely would be a jerk. I'm, I'm sorry. My brain, especially the week of a show. No, no, it was good. Freudian slip. Yeah, it was good. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, See, but, but Matt, that, that's also a testament to the people that are coming to your shows, that they're, that they're willing to do that for everyone's safety at the show. So that that's it, that's a pat on the back to them too, not just well, not just you guys. Well, it's their livelihood too, yeah. right? Like that's what it, I mean. Ultimately, independent wrestling right now is at risk, and if we don't go above and beyond, we might yep. not continue independent wrestling. It could get mm-hmm. shut down completely. We need mm-hmm. to do what needs to be done so that independent wrestling can continue, so that Matt can continue to have his pipeline, which. I want to go back to January and I want to read some of the names on that card (laughs) for the pipeline that you're talking about, because I I just want to read them. I'm not, you know, it's, it's the pat on the back because the pipeline is exactly, I think what you've built. You've started to build this pipeline from your product. Alan angels. He had a match. Uh, Brett Eisen defeated Gary J. I mean, Gary J has been on fire this year. I mean, he's, he's a, a hot commodity. And Brett Eisen, for that matter, too, has had some mm-hmm. amazing matches. Danny Jordan, obviously Dan, Danny Jordan getting up to AEW, mm-hmm. a huge piece of that. Warhorse, who is like the number one independent name out there. Um, Kurt Stallion, who's, who's blowing up right now in NXT. Bobby Flacco, who's had a little bit of a spot in 205 Live, and I feel like he's just he's right there mm-hmm. in Bobby Flacco. And then Kevin Koo, one half of the two-time tag team champions of the independent tag team champions of the year in violence. I mean, that is just recently. And he just recently debuted with Dom Guarini on uh, MLW major league wrestling. Yep. Um, So they, that's something that of course was in the works for some time, but COVID has slowed a lot down, but you know, they're both, they're both in very good spots in major league wrestling. Um, You know, I, it's just a testament when you put, you know, I'm very selective who I let on my shows and let into my locker room. I'm very selective with who I book. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a, and it's, especially now it's a very tough time, but I'm still selective. I'm not going to let, I'm not interested in having dramatic issues that have, I've seen plague other promotions come over here. Yeah. I hear, I hear plenty of drama going on in, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama locker rooms that aren't mine. And, you know, the, what we've had in action has been very, very little in comparison to other spots. And I'm definitely not going to talk about any of it, but, uh, but I, I try to keep it a very easygoing professional locker room because the first part of professional wrestling is professional. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and you know what's interesting about that card that I just read off was the difference in some of those styles and some of those wrestlers. It, it feels like you've when you're building a card, you, you tend to kind of pick a little bit from every style and every area to kind of make it different as you go through throughout a, a, an event and a card. Uh, what goes into that? What are you thinking? Obviously, there's storyline and there's there's draw and how you're pulling people in. But what what goes into your mindset when you're building one of these cards out and trying to put matches together? Well, um when I broke in, the standard was the first match would be, you know, the green guys, the young guys, and things would 
progress upward. I don't know if this this is a, a good visual here, but things would progress upward. And I don't I don't believe in a slow rolling. I don't believe in a slow unfolding show. I believe in peaks and valleys. To me, uh, the most important match on a show is the first match. Uh, Dylan Hales, my co-booker and commentator, he believes the most important match is the match, the first half main event. Notice that ne- neither of those matches are in the second half. Right. And I mm-hmm. think you, I think you can realistically believe that, that by the time you get to a second half, you know, if you it's peaks and valleys. I don't want to just just backload, you know, the last two or three matches onto a second half and have it, you know, and hope the first half is good. I like to start out with a real banger match for a first match, and a lot of times we may come back a little bit with a second match. Now, just to be on a show of mine is is a is an accomplishment. You know, when I say bring it back a little bit, I'm more talking necessarily about match times. I don't think you're going to, you know, I'm not going to start with, all right, the first match is going to be six minutes, then seven minutes, then eight minutes. And, by, you know, the longest match, usually the longest match on my show is not the main event. Um, you know, that's, it, it, it really just depends on how everything comes together because you want to have, you know, a, a peak for first half, uh, first half main. You want to send people out to intermission, like with a holy shit, whether it's <laughs> off of the finish of a match or off of an angle, a storyline you do, whatever whatever bit that is, you want it to have a first, you know, you want to have a first half that can stand on its own. People go to intermission, talk for 10 or 15 minutes, come back in, and then you also need to have something that can bring them right back in because you've just had hopefully some sort of emotional high point. Then you send everybody to go buy a Coke and have a cigarette, and then you get, ask them to come back in. And sometimes it can be a little slow coming back from a second half of a show. I could even tell watching some shows with an intermission cutout on IWTV, it's like, all right, this is where they took their intermission. But you can, you can tell how the crowd is. So as as far as it goes, you know, you want you want to definitely have peaks and valleys, I think is the best way to do, uh, to answer a question about card construction. Um, and that can have a lot to do with match times. That can have to do with trust and who you're putting in there. It can have to do with uh, name quality of a wrestler and how good a match is going to be because there's can be varying quality of wrestlers. It, it, that's not a reflection on them, but somebody who's been in the business for uh, a couple of years is going to come off very differently than somebody who's been working independence for 10 or 15 years. That's, that's just how it is. That's just how it's going to be. Um, so you have to keep all those things in mind. I've made mistakes. Um, the biggest mistake I made with the show construction was, uh, t- to me personally, in 2019 when I undervalued myself. Uh, when I had my in-ring comeback and I put myself too early on a show, and it should have been right before the main event. That's what that's. I mean, that's how it happens. That's you know, I, I at least made the mistake not being egotistical and trying to put myself on late. Um, you know, it it hurt. You know, there's different things that can hurt match quality. And you know what? No matter what you, decision you make in putting a show together, you may be wrong. You may have two bad choices. You know, if you get dealt, you know, 15 and blackjack, whether you stand or hit, you can still lose the hand. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I just came up with that right now. I hope that's, that's pretty good. good. That's yeah, that's good. I have no idea. I'm terrible at blackjack, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big time gambler, and the E Network is running a every episode ever marathon of Las Vegas. So I'm I'm getting a lot of gambling fixes. <laughs> that's that's good. I think. Sure. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure if getting a gambling fix is a good thing. I said I was a gambler, not a and not a degenerate gambler. Oh, okay. <laughs> Big difference. There Big you difference. Go. I got you. Want to say hi to Cabana Man Dan in the chat. Want to say thank you to Julius. I think that's Blase. Would you say it that way, Chuck? Julius Blase. Oh, that's, yeah. That's Adam. What's up, so, Adam? Thanks for the follow, and uh, Dan, thanks for hanging out while you're uh, making some stress balls. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to go, so let's go to February, and <laughs> let's go to $2,500 versus hair. And I'm not even going to, I'm not going to say any matches or anything, because I feel like this was one of your proudest moments as the CEO of Action Wrestling. I feel like for for, for you, $2,500 versus hair, that was like, when you try to grab that moment as a wrestler, I felt like you grabbed it as the CEO of well, Action Wrestling. That and, and what's funny about you bringing that up was I what well, we asked Matt about, like, what was one of his favorite matches that he had ever promoted. And, of course, now we have nine more that came after our <laughs> interview. But that was, that that match was one of Matt's, you know, favorites that, that he had put on. I think I think that show has a, an incredible stretch of some of the best wrestling we've ever done. I think that, uh, especially from our first half main event, which was uh, a, a six-man feud with Action Wrestling versus Southern Underground Pro. Yep. Yep. Action versus Sup, which had a shocking finish, and the crowd, uh, AC Mack was pinned. And AC Mack had not been pinned in action in a year and a half. And uh, the crowd went real quiet. It got real. I mean, this is a jam-packed building. I've got bleachers. I've got chairs. Everything's full. And the crowd went real quiet to the point where after the match, I went up to team action, uh, AC Mack, Sean Dean, and Alan Angels. And I, was on, I wasn't supposed to. I was just like, hey, guys, just uh, – milk this for a sec y'all good okay <laughs> because it was like okay crap we're having you know when you get when you, you can make a crowd absolutely stone cold quiet that's a different feeling than having them all going ape shit and losing their minds but that's also a moment you can take advantage of mm-hmm. we i remember that very well we did that six man went to intermission we came back and we had manders versus jd drake which was holy shit i never want to upset either of those men so that they hit me hard. Uh, then we did B-Boy and Ben Carter. And then we had Matt Sells and Eric Royal, which was the aforementioned $2,500 versus hair match. Which, uh, it, didn't come cr- uh, it didn't come across as well uh, on camera. We literally had $2,500 in ones, which is Eric Royal's bounty that he put up. With twenty five, literally a shoot twenty five hundred dollars, we actually booked somebody to be a, a part of it. But really, one of the things they were supposed to do was guard the money. <laughs> <laughs> this is money, like real money. <laughs> now remember, in my small town, 
I, I mean, I got the police chief, his numbers on my phone. So if somebody were to be trying to be stupid and, and rip us off, they would be in for a very bad time. I also went to uh, the local barbershop and I bought, I, I got legitimate, not just you can buy it at Walmart, legitimate haircutting materials, mm -hmm. you know, scissors, the, the towel and a clipper, a couple different clippers. And this barber let me borrow. He's like, here, take all this stuff. This is what you would need. <laughs> I'm like, what would I need if I was going to have to take somebody with long hair and shave their head and cut it all off? So he gave me all this stuff. So we had set up where fans could come in and see. And I do have some pictures of it. You have $2,500 in a plastic locked bin. And then you have all this barber equipment. <laughs> so people are coming in and it's like, oh shit, this is, these are real stipulations. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was told by mo most fans, they thought that Matt Sells was going to get his head shaved that night. So, but there was not, that, that was the, uh, the consensus, but it was either way. It was definitely, especially when people saw money and saw legitimate haircutting stuff, they thought that that one of those things was definitely going to happen. This wasn't like a, a stipulation that wasn't going to be followed or a stipulation that wasn't well built to. Mm -hmm. so. It's that extra buy-in to the story aspect, you know, seeing that there for us watching it or being that makes it real. It's, oh, oh, crap. They're, they're, they're for serious right here. And then, you know, if you, if you watch it uh, and all of our stuff is on IWTV.live. Um, if you watch it, Matt sells, you know, he had legitimately in 2019, not won a single match. And, you know, when it came time to end his, you know, reverse Goldberg streak, you know, there were several promoters who wanted it and he wanted his first win to be an action. So we built this up. He took a hundred dollars in ones and he starts throwing it out to the crowd. So you have kids and adults, you know, going for a hundred dollars in ones. And that was all legitimate money. <laughs> and some of the fans brought up the dollar bills and had Matt sign them after the show. So he's there's, there's $1 bills with Matt sells autograph around. That's so awesome. cool. <laughs> he's such the Pied Piper of that crowd. He's so, he's so amazing and he gets the crowd riled up. And literally and he, a Pied Piper because especially, oh. you know, when we had 200 fans, he would come in and he would be mobbed and kids would, would follow him around, including my five-year-old. You know, yeah. I, I laugh because I see my five-year-old standing in an action wrestling shirt and, uh, and he's in that swarm. So <laughs> hopefully we can get back to that. Now, what's interesting about this match is I don't know that anybody would have thought that where we are today from that $2,500 versus hair would that the both wrestlers ultimately were going to propel themselves for the rest of the year. Now, obviously there was a big lull in there, mm -hmm. but Matt's undefeated. Huge, huge Matt, win Matt, streaks for Matt both hasn't lost this year anywhere. And Eric is on his way. Congratulations on the new baby girl, obviously. Yes. But yes. also, he's on his way to a big match coming up in February against your champion, AC Mack. So how do you go from a winner and a loser in that match to both of them essentially having one of the best years in their wrestling careers they've ever had? That's the example of, I think,
think of when you're able to book and you're able to put stuff together and elevate two wrestlers, it's not just a situation where where it's going to be 50-50. You're going to elevate the winner and then the loser is going to be lessened. I've had a number of matches that I have spoke, I've talked about where somebody won, somebody lost, but both guys were elevated. Both guys had their standing um, raised. Mm-hmm. And I, I think probably the best example of that that I've ever done is in August 2019, we had a match with Sean Dean, who had been in action uh, three or four times, completely different look, different body. He hadn't been in with us for maybe five or six months. And he wrestled Benjamin Carter. And I'm, I'm going to answer your question that you asked with by, by talking about this match. Sean <laughs> Dean and Ben Carter. So Ben Carter comes in, and I, was, I, I knew him. I was well familiar. It took a little while to get him in. And I put these two guys together because I, I had plans for both of them and had ideas. So I sold him on this fact. I'm like, look, we're not going to have a 10-minute match. We're going to have six minutes, and I want you to do the biggest things you can do, but not everything you can do. And then we're not going to put everything out there. And I wanted to leave it, and I'm like, if you guys trust me, and they did, neither of them were incredibly excited about the fact that I I was going to have this match that they both thought could be real big, but have it go short. I'm like, look, I promise you, you bring the crowd up to crescendo, then take it home, and they're going to be like, holy shit, what about next time? Mm -hmm. As opposed to them going, say, 12 to 15 minutes, and all right, well, we've seen everything. So by the time we get to Ben Carter and B-Boy, they're ready to see everything that Ben Carter can do. When we get to that point where Sean Dean is in the top level feud, they know, you know, they know some of what Sean Dean can do and they want to see more. So it's just, you know, it's just these type of matches are examples of building wrestlers. Eric Royal's challenging in a rematch. Um, he's because they can uh, AC Mack wrestled on our December show bangers only, which is on IWTV. And it's, there's going to be a rematch in February. Um, but Eric Royals actually lost two big feuds in action. He lost his feud uh, in a oh how do we how do we put that it was it a false county false count anywhere match with Fred Yehi, and then he lost the Matt Sells feud. But when you have somebody who's that talented, who has presence, who can talk, and is is really good in the ring, then you can do a lot with them, and they're gonna get to and stay at a very top level. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where Eric is. Um, he gained by being in a 20 plus minute main event. So people, even though he didn't win, people saw him at a, at, at a star level again. So they know that's where he is. You know, his, his first match on our very first show was in the second match and no offense to anyone who's going to be in the second match of our next show, but he, Eric Royal's not a second match guy anymore. Yeah. He's propelled I himself. Exactly, I don't know if that exactly answers what you asked, but you can you can do things in ways that elevates that elevates everybody. I love the fact that we have hard problems like, all right, well, you know, if you have seven matches, you know, you're gonna have seven winners, seven losers. I don't like to do a lot of non finishes or double DQs or double counts or or stuff like that. But you know, we oftentimes it's like, all right, we got seven matches. But we want 10 guys to win. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you do with, you know, what do you do that? That's how you get creative and 
you end up trying to just elevate everybody, even elevate somebody by losing. From our last two shows, Chris, that you were at, um, versus Alex Kane in November and Cavana Man Dan in December, uh, Damian Tangra lost mm-hmm. twice. He's had very good showings, and almost nobody knows who he is because he doesn't, he, you know, he's he's not really out there yet, and he's been getting exposed through some of our shows. But he's elevated himself by in losing. So, yep. you know, there's there's lots of examples, but you have to be smart and you have to know what you're doing and you have to put guys in that position where they can do that for you. Some promoters and bookers don't know how to book because you could have a guy win a match, but if it's a real shitty creative situation, they lose even by going over. And I'm not going to call anybody out, but there are specific situations in my head. I'm not going to call anybody out, but there are specific independent wrestling situations in my head that have happened this year that fit that bill. And I think Chris and I both said when we, we when we talked to Dan last week, I think, Chris, you brought it up. We both thought both those guys got over in that match. And, I mean, even I think it was uh, – was it Logan Creed and uh, Orion Bishop? When they got like a standing ovation at the end of the match, almost with, with those the two big hosses. Woo. Yeah. yeah. They, they both looked strong. They both looked good. There was a winner. There was a loser, but both of the guys got over. They did. And that was, you know, and that's, that's a credit to both wrestlers because they went out and worked their asses off. The only reason you haven't seen Orion Bishop back is just because he, he twisted his knee. He's taken a little bit of time off, but he's somebody who, you know, we only had him booked for one show, but he earned future spots based off of that. Um, came in highly recommended, and you know we we want to use him again. We just haven't been able to because he's he's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will be back in 2021 for sure. But that match was like you know it it has to do with uh, it it has to do with the construction of the match and how you you put it out there for fans to see. Sometimes there will be squashes. And I think there should be examples of squashes and matches that go two, three minutes. You know, they sh- there shouldn't be that many of them. And in certain situations, you're not necessarily going to have everybody have everybody get over and look good. Um, but when you have a situation that's like, all right, hey, we're going to have Logan and Bishop go seven minutes, and they're going to have an absolute war, and here's what we want to do. And, and it's like, ah. Uh, that match, that that match, even though I had high expectations for for Logan Creed versus Orion Bishop, and Logan Creed looks very similar to a guy on MLW TV, I will say, uh, another seven foot guy. Similarities, uh, yeah, yeah, um, who's wrestling against Hammerstone. That, that just looks, he, he he has a lot of similarities to him. Um, it's a bit of a dream you know, match if you think about it. If 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 those two would ever be in the same ring, that that's a pretty good match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a situation where I had ex- high expectations for the match, and then the match went out and exceeded all of them, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and that was you were there, Chris. That was in front of thirty-five people. Imagine if that was in front of in that building in front of two hundred. And you know, you'd be paying for a new roof. But this, but this is what I want to point out because 35 people did not feel like 35 people in that match. It felt much bigger because I feel like wrestling, indie wrestling, had to elevate itself this year. 
because it it, it was ex- I don't want to say exposed, but as a negative connotation, but it was exposed to the point where the wrestling really had to matter and it had to be really good because there was such a, a valuable point where there's little to no fans and mm-hmm. you don't have as even the little bit of production you used to have is gone almost because you don't have the crowds. You don't have the noise. So I feel like wrestling's even better because of how bad this year has been that you couldn't have people there. 35 people felt like 300 people because we were so into that match spot after spot Logan's in the front row Bishop might have killed him we thought at one point it even said that I killed him I killed him <laughs> like there was so many great moments and you hear every moment now too mm-hmm. like indie wrestling is great because you get close and you can hear it but now you can even hear it on IWTV it's I, I feel like wrestling somehow and I know people are going to think I'm crazy, but somehow benefited from this pandemic and the fact that they couldn't have as many matches and, and as many events. It just it just seems like something's changed for the better. And 2021 could be something big if we get back to normal. I think I think so much of it is a sink or swim mentality. You have, you know, every show I tell everybody, you know, all my wrestlers is. You know, especially for the new ones coming in who haven't wrestled them. Like, look, they don't know you. There's 35 people. They're probably not going to react. Don't let it throw you. It's the important part. If they don't react, don't let it throw you. Keep going, you know, and doing what you're doing. You're not going to get the same reactions because there's not, you know, 200, 250 people there. So you have a lot of wrestlers who can work in that environment mm-hmm. because they know and they have that cerebral understanding that people can still watch on IWTV. You can still have a match that's technically as good. Some wrestlers who aren't ready to wrestle in front of, you know, 35 people, we might as well be, you know, that's what we're, that's what we're drawing. I know other places have have different numbers, but we're doing 35 people because that's what our town, we run a town building. That's what they allow. And we're okay with that because we're still, we're still thriving, but you have a certain, you know, we're essentially doing studio tapings, you know, who, what type of wrestlers can succeed in that environment. Um, to absolutely no, no surprise two wrestlers who've done well in this environment are JD Drake and Anthony Henry. And why? Because their in-ring game was already good. Connecting with people was already good. They're going to have the good matches that are going to register. And they have that seasoning where they've wrestled in so many different buildings in so many states that is not going to throw them to not have that immediate type of reaction. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's been in the ring, you know, you might do something and you don't hear the fans react that may, all right, well, we got to try something different. We got to speed it up. We got to slow it down. We got to, ju- you know, I, I try to, to emphasize everyone, like, look, just because you don't get the reaction, it doesn't mean they're not into it. It just means they're not clapping. It doesn't mean they, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, a minute or two minute in minutes into a match, you're dead. They may be completely popping at minutes, uh, at minute six or seven Logan Creed versus Orion Bishop. Like you just brought up, that was both men's first, first match in action. That was their debut. And after the bell rings, I love the call that Dylan hails because he goes on for like a minute screaming about how hey this is 
you know, actions, the big leagues, you know, there's, you, you know, if you bring weak ass shit here, you're not going to make it. <laughs> and it's, the, I'm not going to mention names, but we've had some wrestlers who came in in the 35 fan aspect and they didn't really work out. That's okay. They're just not ready yet. That's not mm-hmm. a slam. It's just a, it's just a harsh reality that not everybody's ready to be at the type of level I see action wrestling at. I don't consider us a starting wrestler level promotion. You've got to be out and cut your teeth and be able to produce in other places and then step it up to come in here. That's the way, that's the way that I see it. That's not any sort of, you know, I'm not trying to make a slam because there's, you know, so many wrestlers that you could book. I mean, I could fill up a show with 60 or 70 wrestlers if I had spots for them. Mm -hmm. I don't, (laughs) I don't have a budget. But just because a certain wrestler isn't being, you know, booked on a show, it's not a reflection on them. It just, you know, it's just different masters, you know, and different creative ideas. And I'm only going to run so many angles yep. and storylines. Because mm-hmm. if you if you overdo it and inundate the fans with so much, like, all right, we got two stip matches and we got this over here and it's all in the same fucking show, you're going to burn your crowd out. And it's like, all right, well, what are you going to do next time? Set somebody on fire? I mean, there are promotions doing that, and I just think that's. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, I mean, that's different. That's different. That's their cup of tea, and that's what yeah. they feel like doing. And, and I, so, I'm I'm gonna jump in here. You mentioned Dylan. I, I want to talk about commentary, and I want to talk about how we've we've had some conversations, Matt, you and I, about commentary and how it plays such a big part in the product. And I just want you to kind of. Talk about your commentary team and 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 how I think they take action to a whole nother level when it comes to at the show because you can hear them at the show with the 35 people and on IWTV. What what does that mean to you? The part that commentary plays in your product. I mean, they're your storytellers. You you know we have lots of people who you know when a, when a show premieres on IWTV, you know, or just, or goes up, we have, you know, we can see it on Twitter. We have different engagement. We have people who uh, hit the hashtag or, you know, or at us on Twitter. And it's like, Hey, you know, I'm just checking them out and they, you know, I like what I'm seeing. So they're not going to go back and watch two and a half years. They may, but they're not doing it right now. And they shouldn't have to, to be able to understand this match that they're watching right now. So it's up to, you know, right now our commenters, our, our commentators are Dylan Hales and uh, Jumpin' Johnny Mosley. Oh, and they do a fantastic job. And I'll be perfectly honest, both of them have uh, a better knowledge base on independent wrestling right now. Pre-COVID, we had Stephen McCash, who's done uh, commentary at Southern Underground Pro. And he did a great job. He decided not to travel, you know, post-COVID, and and so John uh, Mosley came in, and he's he's done a fantastic job. He does a lot of homework, and he does commentary here, New South, Southern Underground Pro, uh, TWE. Um, he's he's done a lot, so his learning curve has increased. So when you have people who are knowledgeable about not just action wrestling. Because I don't want us to be one singular, nothing matters outside of here promotion. I want us to be one piece of the larger pu- puzzle. 
what happens in Southern Underground Pro, what ha- happens at uh, at other IWTV shows matters. That's mm-hmm. that's it matters if you have a wrestler that was just on you know on a very successful live stream uh, a month ago. Brett Eisen wrestled Eddie Kingston on the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. That's something that matters. That happened not in an action ring, but it happened in our universe because we're part of the larger IWTV universe. And if I, I assume that every fan who's watching one of our shows is also watching other shows on IWTV and knows about it and they want to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. So they also want to be told what is happening here. You know, why is Eric Royal getting a rematch against AC Mack? Uh, why is, you know, why is Graham Bell doing what he's doing? He's a mercenary. He's getting paid to do, to do something. Why are heels acting this way? Why is Shug, Dunk- Shug Dunkerton, who was, you know, at the beginning of the year, a straight-laced performer, you know, who was touring England, and now he's lost his fucking mind at action shows? Why is that happening? I don't know on that one. Maybe you can tell me. I know you talked to him. Uh, we're, we're just as puzzled as, as you are, Matt. I, yeah. I, you know, but it's, it's the why of everything that matters, because I can just go ahead and match wrestlers up all day but it doesn't necessarily lead to anything or spring from anything if Dylan and Mose aren't connecting all those pieces and talking about what happened in Alabama, what happened in Tennessee, what happened at TWE, um, you know, Total Wrestling Entertainment, you know, that, that Jade Newman runs up in the Chattanooga area. If, if all those things don't matter, if all those pieces don't come together, then you're just a single standalone show and you don't really matter outside of your own hometown and nothing matters after the final bell until the next show. Mm-hmm. Like I see us, I see action wrestling having a show for a live crowd. It's taped. And then it has its second life a week or so later when it drops on IWTV. So I see us having two audiences. We have fans who have been watching our shows for years who've probably never been in the state of Georgia. That's very cool to me. Yeah. So we're, you know, if you just have that, you know, we know plenty of promotions. Uh, there's, there's one I'm certainly not about to mention and give them any sort of clout, but you know, they think that they're the most important thing in the state and they aren't. Well, Val wanted to shout out That's the commentators <laughs> changing the subject and Val wanted to cha- uh, just shout out the commentators too about just how, and, and again, it's, it's just another piece of the puzzle at Matt that I think you do a really good job with your team putting together, putting together a good product. And, and like you said, not only for the live crowd, but the second, you know, viewing audience that gets to watch on IWTV using promo code action. Like me, because I'm stuck in Pennsylvania. I'm getting better at that, Matt, right? <laughs> yes. And you're going to have your own promo code soon, Chris. Matt doesn't want that. Matt wants me to use his promo code. <laughs> I'm more than happy to have you plug my promo code. <laughs> I'm more than happy. I promise you this. <laughs> you know, but I mean, things like that, every little bit helps. You know, with wrestling, it's not just about, you know, with, with 35 fans, you know, I, I did elevate. You know, uh, I did have to bump up ticket prices. I hate that. Um, I do have to depend on sponsors more, but, you know, uh, things like promo codes and having hours viewed, getting that monthly check-in from IWTV for what we 
did. Uh, we have merchandise. Hey, I'm I'm wearing this shirt. It's look at available. that. Look at that shirt. How cool is this new shirt? I will be picking mine up this Friday. I will be picking mine up and yours too, Captain. On this oh, Friday. Oh, I get one too. Yeah. And you can pick one of these up, the GI Joe Action Wrestling inspired shirt. It's at shopiwtv.com. You, know, you have action up there in. with with other uh, promotions like Beyond Wrestling, yep. SUP, AIW. That's very cool to me. But please shop IWTV. .com. We have this both in short and long sleeve. Such a cool shirt. I love it. So you got very well. You got Nebraska and Massachusetts in the chat saying they are both obviously uh, action wrestling fans and hope to get out to a show. But yes, you got you definitely have people from all over the country being able to watch action wrestling. It's a very cool thought. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely want people from Massachusetts in because I'm I'm initially from Massachusetts myself. So, we'll yeah, we'll it's... we'll allow it. <laughs> You're such a jerk. You're a sponsor, so I can't talk back to you. This you is that. true. <laughs> this is true. Matt, Matt, you you just message me what you want me to say to him, and I'll say it for you. He'll just put me to work on Friday. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, make him set up the <laughs> ring. I mean, come on, make this guy work. <laughs> okay, Chris, you're gonna have to help set up the ring on Friday. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Matt, I, honestly, Matt, like being able to show up early to shows and, and see what you do and, and see the hustle that you and the team puts on and people that are getting there early to help and doing it the right way, like people that want to get in your ring and doing it the right way, showing up early, helping out anywhere they can, putting the ring together, working on a tryout match, whatever they need to do to get in front of you and get in, uh, get their name in front of action wrestling, or, or I should say action wrestling on top of them so that they get a logo on top of them. It, it's, it's nice to see that people are doing it the right way. You know, that's how, um, and I've told this story before, but that's how Bobby Flacco got in. Um, Flacco came to our second or third show and, you know, said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to come. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and I, I don't know if I'll have anything for you. Um, he got a spot in a, a scramble match. He got, you know, uh, he got a couple other spots. He was there early helping out. And eventually I was able to see his talent and he earned a spot in. Um, and the last few shows, um, we've essentially had four dates doing double headers um, since September. And, and Damian Tangra's one. He, he came September, October. It's like, all right, what time is set up? So when it came time, and I already used Damien on a show. He did our future show in 2019. Mm-hmm. He did a show for us in 2019 in, in action. And, you know, when it comes time to like, all right, I got something. It's, it's, it's a small spot, but, you know, he's one of the first ones I'm going to think of. And then he just, you know, makes me look like a, a complete friggin' genius because he has two great matches with Alex Kane and Cabana Man Dan. And mm-hmm. short matches can be very difficult to get over. Because uh, you don't, you know, you don't have the opportunity to show a lot. So if you have two and a half minutes and you can figure out, all right, how can I get over so that's like people want to see more, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a winning or losing effort, you know, that's that's very difficult. It's, it's a lot harder to have a two and a half minute match than it is to have an eight minute match. 
It's not a, it's not a traditional match structure, and you have to be able to do something to impress, to show that you have something more without it being a squash at times. So, um, you know, it's the worst part, I will say, Chris, as you know, as I've probably said to you, the worst part about being at a show is that I never have enough time to talk one-on-one -on -one with everybody. You try to. Whether it's... You try to. We try. Whether this, it's, whether this it's fans, guy, sponsors, he runs around and he'll be like, how's the show? He'll just, all of a sudden, he'll be like right <laughs> next to you and he'll whisper in your ear very subtly, how's the show? You enjoyed yourself? How's the show? And then he flies out of there to the next, <laughs> you know, whatever the next spot is that he has to get to. So, you know, I, you're, you're trying. I know you are. But I, I feel like, do you ever get a moment to just breathe and enjoy what you're doing? I can't even say at the end of the night. Um, because at the end of the night, you know, teardown has to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to be out of the building. I don't have a situation. I get to enjoy it usually about, you know, uh, with two or three matches left on the show. Because essentially you're on autopilot. You've either you've either done your job time-wise and you've got the wrestlers set up with what they need to do. Um, sometimes I'm able to, uh, oh, for example, Kyle Matthews and Anthony Henry. It was a first half main event. And they're not guys I'm going to have any issue with. Like, hey, here's your time. You know, those guys are two professionals that I've been in locker rooms with when I was a wrestler. So that match, it's like, all right, after this match, all we're doing is announcing intermission. Mm -hmm. um, I told them post-match, because this was a, a very big deal for them, you know, do whatever you want. This is this is uh, what the instructions that they're given are, are in, and asked to do. It's very, very limited for that match, which is kind of rare. But they had carte blanche to do basically whatever they wanted in their post-match. Um, I don't let a lot of wrestlers talk on the microphone for a multitude of reasons. But that match, it's like, all right, after this, I know the only thing we have to do is, is take 10-minute intermission. So I stood and make sure, um, you know, where I can be accessible but I, I stood to make sure I watched that match. Um, you know, I'll, usually at the end of the night, I'm able to relax somewhat and watch the last couple matches. But then when it's over, <laughs> I got to kick into another gear because it's like, all right, you know, you got to do teardown. You got to take down concessions. Thankfully, I have a lot of fans who will help jump in and uh, tear down the ring along with some of the wrestlers who tear down in the ring crew. So that's usually fairly quick, but hey, I got to take promos. Some wrestlers I barely get to talk to at my own shows. Um, and, and it's just the way it is. Whoever I'm talking to at any given point in the night, there's usually somebody else I need to talk to and something else I need to be doing. In the <laughs> but that's just how it is. So sometimes I enjoy it. <laughs> sometimes. I'll remind you next. I'll remind you on Friday to enjoy it. Good luck with that. I mean, he, he has to. It's it's a birthday show. Yes, I'll be 29. Right? Exactly. 29. You have to enjoy that show. Well, I should be able to because we're not going to be on super time constraints because there's it's not a double header like we normally do. Right, just one we're show. We're just doing one show. So I've been able to make certain things easier with the way I do things logistically this since we don't have a second show afterwards we should be we should be pretty okay with whatever happens because no one knows 
No one knows. They'll they'll never know. The only things I will say is uh, Eric Royal, as you know, he he specifically said he isn't coming in, and you know, congratulations to the Ace God on the, on the birth of his daughter today. So Eric Royal will not be there. He's challenging AC Mack for the Action Championship in February, yep. and uh, I I put out on Twitter that Shug D will not be wrestling either. So because who knows what's up with Shug D. Those are the only two for sure's at this point. Chris, you'll be there. That's a for sure. I'll be there. I don't plan on wrestling, but I'll be there. Oh, that would be funny. I would like it's, to see that. It's a surprise show, so don't. So, you know, let's not exclude anything. True. Let's exclude some things. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt, you you guys have been rocking and rolling since September when when you finally were able to come back. Do you have a either a favorite match or a favorite show in those in those nine that you have put on and i know that you're not going to remember everything from every show but you know was there something that was there a night that really stood out to you i i really loved for a match um some things that stood out i loved graham bell versus manders from from our uh, from our match. September doubleheader, mm-hmm. that was a real slobber knocker. Um, I rewatched some of that recently. Um, I love the the funniest match to me that we've done is uh, Nolan Edward and Angelus Lane in September, and the reason I said it's the funniest match is because it turned out so well, and the reason that match happened is because during the summer I went through something where I would just tweet random matches out. I wouldn't even tag wrestlers. I would. I know. I made the matches. I'm like. I'm pretty sure they said they've never wrestled in a singles match. Um. You know. And there were certain. There were certain ma- a bunch of different matches. But that was one of the ones I tweeted out. And within ten minutes, both of them had messaged me independently <laughs> saying, "Can this happen? Let's do it." <laughs> That's awesome. And then it, it ended up being. I mean, it really doesn't come across on the IWTV version, how violent it was because I was wincing like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So often. Like it was described by a couple fans there as being the most violent match we've had in action. And it really, it re- live. It really was because they were knocking the absolute shit out of each other. Um, I also loved, uh, I also loved Kyle Matthews and Anthony Henry because that's a match that, they had for years, they had singles matches in Georgia that, you know, for whatever reasons, because, you know, the uh, a lot of matches just happen and then have no after effect in the Southeast and nobody saw us. So I was glad we were able to bring an example of, you know, that match. Yes, it was, it was really good in action, but they've been doing, you know, they've had so many matches over the last 15 years that, you know, people didn't really see. So to me, that was just a representative example that I hope other people would be like, wow, that was great. And maybe it inspired some to, you know, some people to YouTube some of their previous stuff. Um, as a show, what I most enjoyed because of all the aforementioned things was our futures showcase because it wasn't in our Tyrone building. Mm-hmm. We struck a deal um, in 2019 to co-promote the action scenic city future showcase 
And then with everything being difficult this year, us not being able to have the Scenic City Invitational, uh, we have been working with TWE in Chattanooga, and TWE is also available on IWTV. Um, but we struck a deal to have our future showcase there. Jade Newman owns that building. That ring is set up all the time. There's a lot less work that needs to go into it because it's there. And they have a lot, uh, the logistics are a lot different. So I was able to actually really enjoy that show as opposed to um, some of our action shows in our home building where I have to be able to run off. Plus, the future showcase was great. Um, it's uh, it's a different formula. It's it's three three way matches. Winner wins, advances to another three way match, and um, the finals was Sean Dean, Adam Priest, and Nolan Edward who won the uh, the future showcase. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, Logan Creed and O'Shea Edwards in a match that literally, I shit you not, literally broke the ring because there was a a corner that we had to go tell all the guys after we heard something we had to go look at it and it was like oh shit the ring actually did break so we had to tell the subsequent matches um don't do anything (laughs) don't do anything much in that corner because we don't know what'll happen and now matt checks all the rings after logan creed matches yeah right (laughs) (laughs) he logan hits the ropes very hard yeah, it does. Very hard. The ring shifts. It shifts. He's great. No, it literally, it literally does. Um, Logan's great. He's, he's, uh, you know, an example of a guy who's been working at a top level in the state of Georgia, and a lot of people just don't really know it. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully, we're opening some eyes to what he can do. Yeah. So. You, you mentioned some of the hard-hitting matches, and I, I want to touch on a match from Bangers Only, which I feel like Bangers there Only was on... There were seven bangers on that show. I, it was... Seven bangers on that show. Matt, it was, it was, it was on another level. You, you talk about the peaks and valleys of a, of, a, of a show. That was just peak. Like, everybody was trying to outdo the match before them and prove that nobody could go on after them. I want to touch on Kevin Koo and Kevin Ryan. Oh, God. Because <laughs> holy, match. holy hell, the beating that Kevin Ryan took from Kevin Koo. That, that I, match is, that match summed up as a meme is the, you want to see a dead body meme. Yeah. Stand by me. <laughs> Because holy shit, now, uh, now Kevin Ryan has he he's he's had a hell of a run. He's lost four matches, but he's had Nolan Edward, Fred Yehi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a four-way scramble match with Graham Bell, Sean Christopher, and Braden Lee. Who Braden Lee is going to be a much bigger superstar in the next six months than he is now. Yep. And then he wrestled Kevin Koo. Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted your thoughts, but holy fuck, that was like a murder going on. And I feel like you're, I don't know, is, I know he's brain dead, but <laughs> I, I mean, yes. what's next? I, I like, 
the guy just keeps taking a beating. And, and that match, again, it was another one of those matches where two guys, not both of them win, but both of them get over. I mean, Kevin Koo looked amazing, looked strong, such incredible strikes and coming on top and not laying off of Kevin Ryan and Kevin Ryan not giving up. I mean, the referee had to stop it just because mm-hmm. he needed to stop it because every single time Kevin tried to fight back, Koo would chop the hell out of him. It was echoing everywhere. And, and I just, I don't know what's next for Kevin Ryan other than trying to get one in the win column. Well, leading, one of the things leading. that, <laughs> you, know, you know, Kevin, Kevin Ryan's, the, the, uh, you know, he's been in the wrestling business for like five years, but he's only 22 years old. So he's like a 22 year old veteran and he is a, he's a great kid, but I, I, I he's not somebody who's had the best coaching and upbringing in the business. And that's what we're trying to, well, quite literally beat into him. Um, quite, yeah, quite literally. And and this isn't anything I I haven't said to him personally, but he's, he's one of the, he's one of the guys in the Southeast that has a lot of talent. He has the ability to get some eyes on him. But there are different, you know, there are things that we want to kind of retrain him. Um, I didn't bring him in initially to be like, all right, we're going to beat the shit out of you for four shows in a row. But we wanted to literally. Um, it's going to be five, actually. We wanted. <laughs> it's a surprise show next time. I'm not saying shit to you. <laughs> we're going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hey, our job to hey. keep trying. The secret is that I'm not going to book the show till six o'clock when I see who's in the locker room. So that's why I can't give anything away. I'm just going to put a sheet out and just be like, "All right, who are you going to? Who do you want to?" I here's a sign-in sheet. Yeah. <laughs> I have the we'll ring shoot, from eight o'clock we'll to eight twenty. Uh, just have you know have every all the wrestlers stand by the entranceway when they hear their music. It's like they're up. That would but, be awesome. But Kevin Ryan went from somebody, you know, we're trying to get him, and I think Kevin Koo as an opponent really brought that out of him. Give it back. When you have an when you have a wrestler who's hitting you hard, make sure you give it back. Mm-hmm. Make sure you um, get to this level of physicality. And that's that's what you know, for better or worse, that's what wrestling has turned into. Now it doesn't necessarily mean you're trying to break someone's nose. It doesn't mean you're you're trying to you know shoot drop somebody on their head. But you want to have a wrestler in a place where they will be reactive and have it be a competition, have it be a fight. And I think if you were to go specifically and watch not just the matches but watch Kevin Ryan in particular in his four matches from September on, you would see a mark. Mark, um, you know, a, a definitely marked improvement. Mm-hmm. Am I even saying that right? A marked level of improvement. He got, he done got better. Yes. From, from each, from each show, and that's that's something that is is within him. When you get hit, you've got to have, you know, you've got to give it back. Your level of offense has to be believable, and he's been he's been doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that match with Kevin Koo was something that. You know, who asked for the match, by the way? So, you know, I know that Koo saw see something 
uh, in Kevin Ryan that can be brought out. But it's so hard to describe in that you have to have trust in the other person that they're going to be there and they're not going to shrink away from a strike. And if you do a flip into the air, if you do a moonsault, if you're giving them trust that you trust, they are not going to move and they will catch you when you're coming at them. And, you know, I think that Kevin Ryan has definitely in, in our action group, the last four years, or excuse me, four months has earned that reputation that he will be there for somebody and he stepped up his game and he knows it. And I've, I've said all these things to him personally. Um, so I think 2021 is potentially very, very bright for him, whether it's here, whether it's at new South, uh, or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Ke- Kevin, a mania, Kevin, Kevin mania, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin mania. mania, Kevin mania, Kevin mania, Julius, uh, <laughs> blase decided to call it Kevin mania. That was so, one. That, that, that really was one hell of a match when I was oh, watching it live. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it was loud. It was. Uh, it was. That was heavy. Heavy-handed. Heavy-handed. That match. It's a great. You can. It's a great show when you have people bring several matches, and uh, whether they watch it live or on IWTV, and they have several matches. They're like, oh, that was match of the night. That wasn't. As yeah. What that I, show. I mean, yeah. That as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, they're all match of the night. They all had their own way of standing on their own. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we would have a whole other podcast talking about each one of the matches from Bangers only. Like that was just a well put together first Flacco's half of the match. The Flacco match. match. Holy and, shit! But not, but not just. And and uh, we're just gonna put you over here, Matt. So just hang tight. So <laughs> Flacco, <laughs> Flacco's match wasn't just the fact that. Adrian, uh, uh, Ad- I'm sorry, Adrian, Adrian Alalas and Flacco did an amazing job. But how about Liam Gray oh, man. playing on the, the crowd on the outside, adding to that match so much because it was already a great match. And then he made it an amazing match mm-hmm. because he put the storytelling all together with that match. So like that match was ridiculous. Easily the match of the night. I had little ones around me telling me it was match of the night, <laughs> but then I'll go tell you one of the other matches were match of the night. <laughs> and see, that's the great, that's the great thing is it's, you know, it was, you know, that was match of the night to some people. And then I had several others, which, which is the best feeling that I can have. Like, you know, I, I love it when people are so gushing and so positive about a show. Sometimes you will have a match that's very clearly, if it delivers is going to be the match of the night. There's plenty yeah. of shows I've had where it's like, if everything happens like it's supposed to, this one match will be the pinnacle that everyone sees. And you you may know that going in, but this was very much a show that it's like, you know, I don't I don't have throwaway matches on shows. I don't have throwaway spots. If you get a spot, I I on a show as a wrestler, whether it's your you know if it's your first time coming in, especially it's you know I see something in you, I want to take a look, you know. Uh, kick the tire, see if something's there because, you know, and just because you're not booked the next show doesn't mean you won't be back. or doesn't mean I don't see something. Um, and not everybody, you know, not everyone who gets a match is going to return because they may not, you know, it's not personal. They, they may not just do well, but, um, as far as Liam Gray goes, if you want to see him one-on-one with Bobby Flacco, they wrestled on our August, 2019 show, by the way, and Liam Gray is hilarious. Um, He's great. I went, I went to a WWA four show 
uh, AR Fox's training school. And I saw him and Fox wrestle for like 20 minutes on a student show in front of like 30 people going all out, taking all the bumps and having a match as if it was packed in front of 600 people, you know, streaming live on IWTV. Sign me up for that match. Wow. Yeah. Well, anything with AR Fox signed me up for, but yeah, like Liam Gray just seems like he's got something in him that he could be something real special. And I didn't even get to see him in the ring yet. So he's, he's also very good in the ring. Yeah, man. I could just rattle down all these matches. Captain, you're going to have to cut me off. Uh, Well, what, what I want to know is, are are we going to see a number three of cells Newman? That's what I want to know. You mean number you mean number 2. Well, or yeah, number 2, but really number 3. Number number 2. That's what I'm I want to know. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid with Jaden Newman. I'm fully aware that he's cognizant. He has IWTV. He may not remember, but he knows he's wrestled Matt Sells twice and literally got headbanged into submission and he got counted out of the ring by falling on his face. Yep. So I would imagine, I mean, you can't even call it a rubber match because Matt Sells won twice, but I would imagine that match happening again at some point. Well, just, I mean, I don't know anything. I know nothing. Matt tells me nothing, like he said. That He's is not giving away anything. confirmed true. This is true. But <laughs> Matt hasn't pinned Jaden, so. True. Then again, I don't know if Jaden has a better looking vest than he did last show. That's going to be the problem. How does he outdo himself with that amazing high quality vest that he wore that I may or may not have seen at a Hobby Lobby? But I'm just wondering if he has the gusto to bring out more ring attire than he's brought out already. I don't talk to Jaden Newman about his ring attire, but... (laughs) Uh, I would I would think that Jaden has a lot uh, of potential for improvement in the next year. Jaden is something else, and 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 I kind of want to segue a little bit into the class of heels that I have, and and obviously the term heels is the bad guys. So the class of heels that Action Wrestling has introduced me to, in Adam Priest, in Eric Royal, in Jaden Newman. He's such a nice guy. I I just want to point out that (laughs) the the ability to get over as a heel, people have said in the past it's easy to be the bad guy, but I feel like the people that I've been able to be exposed to with action wrestling, you have quite the crop. Of of heels, and I used my words very carefully there. Call <laughs> you know they're 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 very good heels, and and I think they played the crowd well, but they can also wrestle really well, and they're also really uh, nice guys when it comes to willing to have a conversation with the bald monkeys. As far as heels, I think that I will say just because of how wrestling is, when you're starting out, it's easier to be a heel. Even though, as far as wrestling a match, it's theoretically more complicated because a heel is supposed to take the lead. Mm -hmm. But a heel can also do anything. 
if a baby face comes out, ball of fire, ah, you know, the Kerry Von Erich in uh, the 80s in Dallas, Texas. But if they do something like they slip and fall on their ass, <laughs> they're done for. Yeah, it's over. A heel can do literally anything and just amplify it. There's no real mistakes the heel is going to make. So it's easier to be a heel, but it's very difficult to be a heel who matters and get to like a main event level because you have to really access something that makes people hate you. Um, but that's also difficult. I mean, AC Mack after a year and a half was just being cheered by action fans, even though he was always a heel, he was always insulting, but he had the Ric Flair effect in the eighties, the four horsemen effect. He was just so cool and so good at what he did that people started to cheer him. Mm -hmm. So creatively, we just turned him face sort of, we didn't, we just altered something so he could wrestle against other heels but people cheer him now. It's okay to cheer him. Um, and the other interesting thing is as far as being heels, um, a heel can be very different in front of 250 people instead of in front of 35 people. Not necessarily something I would have thought about in February versus September, but you know, heels can play differently because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have a, a crew of, you know, like a hundred kids at shows. We do have we do have uh, some kids that shows, but it's not like it was. Um, who are just gonna, you know, the action fans can be the best in wrestling because if they don't like something, they're not gonna give you the you fucked up chant or, uh, or or boring or anything like that. They're just gonna sit there. But they will, for the most part, boo the heels and cheer the baby faces. Mm -hmm which is the style of, I, I mean, I want there to be actual hatred towards the heels. I don't, for the most part, want it to be like both these guys, both these guys. Sometimes I do. Sometimes we do baby face versus baby face and it works out great. Lots of times I do that actually, but that's like supposed to be like a competition and it actually accents the fact that when we have heels like Eric Royal, they are really good at what they do and people should hate them. And I don't want to have I don't want to have the, a thing where we just have so many cool heels that get cheered. That becomes yeah, overkill. Difficult. Yeah. And th and then you may turn your baby face slightly from a top level baby face to like, well, they're getting the heel that they're wrestling, who people are supposed to hate, is getting cheered. It becomes an awkward situation. I just love I don't heels. So if I answered that accurately, but to me, to me, baby faces, a strong baby face and strong heels are important in wrestling. Yeah, Adam Adam Priest to me is my. God, he's such a dick. I, I sorry, not sorry. Like I, I know I've tweeted it a bunch of times. Adam Priest is awesome. Uh, there's no, just, he is. He's extremely in he's ring extremely ability. Good. He's one of those. He he reminds me so much of like the the 90s wrestling that I that I fell in love with wrestling again mm -hmm. with that and, and again he's the way he's not a character he's not a priest he's him that's who he is it's, if you look at the the uh, September and October shows um, we had Adam Priest versus Hardway Heater on our September uh, tonight in this very ring with Matt Sell show 
and then he wrestled Eric Martin, who was a Super 8 competitor on IWTV. He wrestled him on the first Friday Night Fight Show. If you watch those two matches, you can see just watching Adam Priest, the way he moves around the ring, there's a little wasted motion. He is not, he's a heel, but he's not a showboater. Mm-hmm. He will take as few steps as possible to take that drop kick in, you know, and drive his boots into the back of your head. He will climb the ropes as quick as possible to give you that frog splash and then put you into his submission finisher instantly. Awesome. There's there's no wasted motion, and it's really remarkable to watch. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention to, to that, it's, it's really something to watch. He is so, a dick, just very it, talented. I know he's only doing exhibitions for you at the moment. Fred Yehai, I I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. Anything in the future for these two? See, he's telling us nothing. We get nothing, nada. guys. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Nothing. So let's just get to it. Let's just get to it, Chuck. Let's just let's just get Wait, to the down and to? dirty. Wait, are we let's gonna find out? To. Wait, are we gonna find out if they're gonna sell Graham Bell's bazooka at the next action show? Like the replicas? Because I'm all in for that one. I'm making my own. I'm making my own. That would be a great replica. So as you guys know, I mean the uh January 8th show is a mystery show. We have no idea. No idea oh, what I'm, I'm walking Legit, into Friday. No clue. I'm sorry. That was the end of my plug. I'm not I'm not continuing further. <laughs> it will premiere on IWTV on Thursday night, January 14th. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you will have known. And feel free to tweet about it. It's just, a, you know, it's just something fun we're doing on Mystery Show because uh, January 8th is my legit shoot birthday. And uh, I thought that this would be, if we're going to, if I was ever going to do a mystery type of show, this would be a good reason, excuse, opportunity to do it. It's a very cool concept. I look forward to, to showing up Friday and seeing who's there and who's in the locker room and what the sign up sheet looks like. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have to sign a waiver or anything. I, I'm, I, is there. Do you want me to flip this around? Because I got, I got potential lineup right here. No, uh, I, I don't. I I actually don't because this is, and and this is this is complete honesty right now. Matt tells me very little as a sponsor. We are happy to be sponsors of Action Wrestling. We love Matt. We love Action Wrestling. We don't know anything going into a show. We don't know anything coming out of a show, and we love it that way because we are wrestling fans at at our core, and we want to continue to be wrestling fans. So Matt, I appreciate you feeding into that and allowing not only us, but I'm sure all the viewers to just enjoy wrestling for what it is, which is great entertainment. I, I do wonder a lot. I, I wonder a lot. About he wonders what's, way what's, too what, much. What's going to happen. I do. I do. I do. You can feel free to tweet about it and tag the action account and I'll retweet it and answer none of those questions. <laughs> It'll have those emoji eyes. What's, looking. In, what's in the envelope? What's in the envelope? What's in the envelope? What's in the envelope? Graham Bell won't show anybody. We don't know. Graham, Matt, do you even Graham know? Bell. Do you even at know Matt? Merck, <laughs> at Merck with a main. That letter, that letter or whatever it was, that was not addressed to me. It's illegal to read other people's mail. So, yeah, I get that. It is. So, you know, there's, you know, there's, I like there to be mystery. I like there to be wonder because if you know where everything is going. That's um, boring. Like I have, like I have some you know, I have plenty of fans who, who want to 
guess and want to figure it out. And it's like, I promise you, it is it, it is less interesting than you think, because by the time something happens, there won't be any wonderment or surprise. It's like reading Twitter while you're watching a wrestling show, except your live feed is 10 minutes behind. You're not going to be surprised because Sting shows up because you just saw it on Twitter, and now the surprise the surprise was ruined for you. You know, I don't have Sting at the mystery show. I don't think. You don't think? But I just but. I just got word on what the what the main event is for the birthday the mystery show. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. It's it's Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik because they have some Twitter beef going on. Oh, that sure. that's what it is. The Sheik wants it. The Sheik's the Sheik's been asking for it. Hulk you has know, not been responding. I don't know where he lives now, but the Sheik actually used to live a town over from Tyrone, believe it oh, or not. Oh crap. Yep. Ooh. He's not booked. <laughs> well, nobody's booked. Nobody's booked, yeah. Nobody's booked. I told you we'll see what we'll see who shows up on, on Friday at around six o'clock and the hardest thing for me is gonna be not prying into to get information from christopher because he will be there and, and i won't do it and, do it the and he's not going to tell me anything do it you know the lineup is not going to be a surprise afterwards uh you know i i anticipate that things will leak out and there's one match in particular that i'm very excited to be able to bring um for for, for reasons what would that be it would be this match right here that Damn. I'm pointing to with my pen. <laughs> this one, this right one here. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, I, and there are reasons for that. That will become obvious on Friday night around nine something. You're just going to just watch my Twitter nine. feed because I'm sure I'm just going to put once I walk out because there's terrible service inside that building. But when I walk <laughs> to the doors, yeah, I, I will I'm not get I'm I'm, I'm maybe maybe since you maybe I'll get you the Wi-Fi password for this show. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Well, all I'm gonna tweet is like the emojis. It's not gonna be anything. Yeah. No pictures. Match it's just gonna be emoji. Emoji. <laughs> it's gonna be emoji <laughs> reviews of all the matches. So Matt, I'm psyched. We... it's a weird. It's a weird thing to be able to promote with a you know because you're normally it's, it's trying cool to push idea. anticipation and. You know, it's like sometimes I'm like I might have a match graphic and I sit on it for a few days because I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop this the week of the show or things, especially now may change. Like I had to shift, uh, you know, Sean Christopher and Rob Killjoy from one show to the other show back to the back to the other show when things got altered. And it's it it's just how we're, you know, how we are right now. Just trying to urge everyone to be safe and, you know, life life happens. Mm -hmm. Um it's 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 kind of fun though. I don't have to I don't have to announce anything. I think that I've got two and a half years of credibility with wrestlers and fans as far as what we've been able to do. Um, Dylan and I are talking daily about it. Uh, I talked with Scott Hensley about it, and uh, you know you're gonna find out when you hear what Scott Hensley announces. Are there still <laughs> tickets left for anybody watching? There are single digits in tickets, um, and they're available at. Uh, I've got a very inexpensive website because we are very DIY. Do it, you know, uh, do it on the cheap. Um, it is action-wrestling.com. 
It'll be Friday night, January 8th. Bell time is 7 o'clock um, in Tyrone, Georgia. So and you close. can pick up your tickets. And you can follow out. us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestle, W R E S T L E, action, and the number one. We've been sharing that in the chat all night. And you can also find Matt at Matt the Mouth on Twitter. He's uh, very entertaining to follow mm-hmm. and always has a good opinion on. Uh, on not only wrestling but other things in the world today. So I, I you're a good follower, I should, Matt. I, I should write down that you said that so I remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we appreciate you giving us some insight of what 2020 was, and obviously how 2021 could be going forward. Um, I think this show. Uh, being a surprise booking, being something that I know you're excited about is something that we're going to all look forward to once it hits IWTV. And hopefully we can take this and continue that peak all the way through 2021. I'm excited for when, you know, the vaccine is really taking hold for uh, COVID-19. I'm excited for, you know, when things can be back to, normal um you know we never really will get back to that same normal but you know when things open back up to whatever open back up means you know i'm 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 excited for the future um we've been trying to maintain and do and and produce good shows and hopefully that can continue and we were on a very good streak um the first four months of 2020 we're going to be very good for we're going to be very good for us and unfortunately that's that's gone there's bigger things in life to worry about um you know there's there's a lot of people who are hurting and i feel that constantly um so i feel lucky for what we've been able to do and you know through action wrestling we've helped we ran a toys for tots benefit mm-hmm. we've donated to local nonprofits, and it's not nearly what it was but i'm glad that we've been able to to do that through wrestling. So that's a good feeling for me to bring joy through wrestling to people. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate your time. We appreciate, uh, we appreciate all you do for wrestling, uh, Mm -hmm. from, from the wrestling community. Thank you. Uh, from just two schlubs who just discovered indie wrestling this year. (laughs) Thank you. It's so sad that that, that we have to say that. I, I hit four. I hit forty years old this this year, and I am so mad that for thirty nine years I did not love indie wrestling as much as, as I do this year. So I have a lot to make up for. You know what? A lot of people don't discover indie wrestling until see they see a poster in their town for it, and they decide to go. They might not be cognizant of it that exists, but it's a very cool thing and you had to discover it, you know, you just, you, and you support it now. So that's all that matters. And it's very appreciated that what everything you do for indie wrestling, for action, for, you know, other IWTV promotions. And that's, that's a big deal because, you know, we, we are very much the definition of independent, you know, we don't have the slickest produced shows. I think we do have some nice production touches, but we certainly don't have, you know, a high production dollar. Um, we certainly are very, you know, I'm one guy doing it, most of it myself, 
as far as the the tickets and the promotion and you know reaching out to other people to coordinate it but um that's okay it's it's successful and it's uh, uh but everything you do is a big help we're trying to do our part and uh speaking of which uh just want to reiterate that though we have not hit our goal for our 12 indie wrestlers we are not done um we are going to go ahead and continue to push on and keep raising uh we will make some announcements as to our first uh, recipients of our donations once again 100 percent of your donations is going to indie wrestlers that have we're gonna get there interviewed we're here we're, we will not stop until yeah, we, get we will there. not stop till we get there you are going to be so annoyed with us people until we get there you you are going to get <laughs> us there we are going to get there um thank you for all those who donated already i've shouted out a bunch of you already uh thank you for those who will be donating in the future uh obviously go follow us uh here on twitch uh go ahead and follow us and subscribe over on youtube Go follow us on all our Twitter pages. Um, we're not doing this for the follows. We're not doing this for the views. We're doing this for indie wrestling. So if by some chance you discover Matt and Action Wrestling through watching this, you're welcome. Yep. <laughs> Matt, hang tight. We'll talk to you in the green room. Everybody else, I'm going to send you out. I'll send you on a raid someplace, but thank you for joining us. Matt, we'll see you Friday. Thanks. Look forward to it. Visit IWTV.live today to watch these great action wrestling events plus numerous other archive shows from action and other great independent promotions. Use code ACTION for a free five-day trial. Don't miss out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash The Bald Monkeys.